0: When life keeps happening and you find that it's rather unrelenting, how do you stop a pity party from starting? And if you've taken up residence, how do you stop it, shut it down, and stop? Hi, welcome to a being human moment here on Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today on the show, we're talking about a being human moment. What happens when life gets in the way? We like to talk about business mindset. It is Business Mindset Mastery after all for this show, but as business owners and leaders, We all have our lives. We all have our stories and things that are happening in the sort of backstage of our businesses, of our jobs, and our careers. And sometimes we need to bring those issues into light too. I work really hard to find a balance on the show to not take it so off the rails that the topics we talk about are unrecognizable to the content that I've, you know, I have an intent to provide. But also too, sometimes a listener is going to reach out in a moment of struggle And I need to help them. And if it doesn't work and you want to just keep it mostly business, this is a being human episode. So I invite you to just move on to a different topic that would be more consistent with your interest. But also, too, I think we have something to learn from this woman's story, from her struggle and how she can find her next steps and her next path, even though life is pretty hard right now. So here we go. Let's listen in on her question and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, how do I stop the pity party? Over the past three years, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, a condition that causes chronic pain in various parts of my body. Some doctors have also thought that I might struggle with chronic fatigue syndrome. They may not have a name for it, but doctors are clear that my consistent lack of energy, unexplained weight loss, have not been properly diagnosed or addressed. I'm often sent home with few answers and even fewer solutions. There's nothing worse than leaving a doctor's office and not having anything I can do or take to make something better. Heather, I'm losing my life to this. My job can be done remotely, so my boss has allowed me to do so, but I'm alienated and isolated from my team now. I used to feel a part of something, but now without the casual water cooler talk or lunch breaks, I really only have a job. Five years ago, I was running marathons and was one of those women obsessed with CrossFit. I had my people there too. I've been divorced and single for a number of years. I had just started to venture into online dating when the pain and exhaustion set in, but I've since removed myself from the websites. No one wants to date someone who gets tired after being out for three hours. I've gotten off of Facebook because I'm tired of being jealous all the time. I have new financial anxieties as I worry that ongoing health problems will affect my future earnings so I don't do anything fun or spend any excess money. I look at everything I lost right when I was getting every Back And I'm just angry all the time. Rageful, really. I've become cynical and pessimistic. It's like I get off on sarcasm now when I used to be the team cheerleader. I can't stop hating everyone or everything. I hate myself the most. This way of living isn't working for me either. Being positive feels like living a lie, but being the angry woman doesn't fit either. How do I shut the pity party down? How do I find out what's next for me? Okay. First of all, life is happening, and your heart is breaking, and there's no mention of your heartbreak in this letter. You got sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, so you just got mad. And I get mad. I get that, I know what that's like. I've been there in my own life. I've been there as I've witnessed my husband recover from his accident from several years ago. I've witnessed it in the lives of my clients. When you skip sad, you just get mad. Because think about it for a second, right? Mad makes us feel in control. Mad puts us in charge. We're empowered. We're doing something. We're fighting. We're at war. It, it gives us this false sense of ammunition, of sort of power and control because we have ammunition. But if we think of ammunition and we break it down and we look at a bullet, you know, anger is like the, the cover of the bullet. It leaves, it has that sharp point and it goes right where you wanna do the most damage. But underneath that casing, underneath that bu- the shield of the bullet is the gunpowder. And that is your heartache, That is the loss and that is the grief of the life you had and the woman you were before your body started to become your worst enemy. And if you don't have a way to sit with that, and process it and your physical way of working out and CrossFit workouts are no joke and marathons are no joke. So you are used to working out hard and you are used to pushing yourself beyond your limits. If you haven't had a physical release from the pain, if you haven't gotten it outside your body and you're not particularly talking about it to anybody, your grief is eating you from the inside out. So the first thing that I want to sort of encourage you to pay attention to is that this is not a journey that can be walked alone. Most journeys in life are not journeys that can or should be walked alone. We are hardwired for connection. We are hardwired and biologically driven to community and to connection. And when we ignore that biological need to connect because we think we'll become too burdensome for somebody or we think that somebody couldn't possibly understand, we tell ourselves stories and we isolate ourselves and all we do is make the problem worse. So what I want you to do is give yourself permission to grieve, to realize that you had just gotten your life back. Just as you said, you were bouncing back from a divorce. You were rediscovering yourself as a single woman. You were building a community of people who were like-minded around fitness. And in one fell swoop, you've lost that. That is not the ending to your story, but it is a freaking big chapter that needs your time and deserves your respect and you get to grieve it and grieving it is not a pity party and you don't get to tell me well other people have multiple kinds of cancer going through their body other people are riddled with third world hunger and all of these issues it doesn't matter Whatever your body is going through, whatever suffering your health is experiencing, it deserves your respect and your attention. And until you give it to it, it is going to find another way to get it, either by going to war with everybody, by releasing it in outbursts, or by sort of moving inward in a fit of depression and anxiety. And that's the slope that I'm witnessing you talk about in your letter. It's a normal and natural response. When you lose everything, when you, the way you move through the world has been taken from you inexplicably without a sense of what you can do to get it back or a hope for how or when you might get it back, it is a normal, natural reaction to be sad, to be in grief, and to even experience depression. But if you are used to being someone who's positive, if you're used to being the team cheerleader, that's not something that's your instinct. It's not something that's familiar for you. You've always just turned the other cheek. You've always just like gotten back up and you've you know, sort of probably had value and success in doing that. And now you are hitting a roadblock in your life where just getting back up requires a ton of energy. So I want you to grieve that, I want you to cry for it, and I want you to release it. Because until you do that, you haven't really accepted that this is your current reality. We don't know that it's your forever reality, and that's a good way to avoid the pity party because what is right now won't always be. It sounds like your doctors are working with you to identify what's going on, that they're trying to find you a treatment path that works and is successful for you and gives you your energy and your life back, but right now they don't have it. And that hurts and that sucks. But given who you are right now, given your limitations, how do you want to be living your life? Do you want to be living as though you're going to lose every paycheck and that you're not going to be capable of saving? Do you want to live as, you know, somebody who's undeserving of friendship or time or attention from somebody else simply because you're, you know, experiencing a health problem? Is this the way you want to live your life right now? because right now this is your life and that's the only part you have any control over and you get to decide how and you get to decide when and you get to decide where and you get to decide how much so if you want to be angry if you want to be raging you get to be but what you're identifying for me in this letter is that it's not who you want to be What you're not identifying is given the struggles, given how hard getting up in the morning is, given how easily you're tired, given all of those things are immovable objects in your life right now. How and who do you want to be? When you have time and energy, how do you want to be spending it? What's worth your time and energy and what's not? And can you build up a tribe of people? It's so, you know, I I say this all the time. This is not the first time people have heard me say it on the show, like ask for help, tell people you're struggling, reach out. Because, you know, we, we keep imagining that we're gonna be a burden. We keep imagining that we're gonna be an inconvenience for somebody. But at the end of the day, when we ask for help, we are giving somebody the opportunity to help, to be of service. And that is an opportunity that most people are looking for and want to have because there's value worth and worth in helping and being community and connecting. And what could it be like if you just reached out to your old gym and said, hey, I miss you guys. Are there like one or two people who could come by and just say hi? Or can you, even though you can't work out to the level that you're used to, can you just show up at the, at the gym? and maybe do some gentle stretching with them if you look at like what is possible versus what isn't possible? Do you see openings to this? Do you see windows? The pity party and the wrapping yourself up in victimhood and all of that, first of all, it is a normal response. We all feel sorry for for ourselves from time to time. And it's a credit to who you are. And it's showing you who you are, that this isn't working for you. What you haven't yet identified is what would work for you. So earlier in the week, I did an episode on being an introvert and in networking. And I sort of said, like, you can't just you know sort of network the way you think you're supposed to. You have to know that you're an introvert. You have to know the way you move through the world and given that you want to network, how do you do that in a way that feels consistent with you? That's the same process you have to go through for yourself. Given that you lose energy quickly, given that you get easily tired, how do you want your life to be in the time that it's well? And when it's not well, how do you want it to be? Who do you want to have you know, sort of supporting you in your tribe and in your circle. The idea being that you don't want to start a relationship right now because this isn't a good time to start one. I would, you know, I would be hard pressed to find a good time for people. Like, I just think that at any point in time, you know, none of us know what someone else is going through. Um, and I, I can see like you just wanting to focus on yourself and feeling like you don't have the availability in yourself to be available for someone else you don't need to date but you do need to figure out how are you going to stop living your life as if you're dying or as if this is always going to be because the reality is is relationships and friendships happen under all kinds of different circumstances and this story that it's always going to happen in perfect health with perfect timing is simply unrealistic so if you are feeling like you want you know to get to know people and to reach out and to date and to be more social then go ahead and do that you can always as you feel comfortable as you you know sort of feel ready you can tell people where you're at in life and let them decide accordingly and some people are going to say absolutely yes I'm on board I've got your back and other people are going to say well no that's not really something I want to take on right now but you get to find out what you want and what you need by reaching out and by deciding what you want your life to be like and so much of the anger so much of that pity party like behavior of wrapping yourself up in sarcasm is an avoidance of acceptance and it's easy to avoid acceptance when the doctors aren't even sure what's going on with you when they don't have a name for the problem and they don't know what they're dealing with it's so easy to say well I don't need to accept this because they I don't even know what I'm accepting there isn't a name for it I don't know how things are going to be that's fine but for the past three years something's been eating your body from the inside out something's been storing your energy we don't know what we don't know why, but we should probably figure out what you want your life to be like while this is happening. And when it stops happening, you can stop, reevaluate, reassess, and make changes accordingly. But putting the pause button on your life, putting the pause button on your personal development, waiting until you get better, that doesn't work. And, you know, my husband wasn't on a three-year journey. He was on an eight-month journey when he got sick in 2015, and I can tell you that I was just in the process of starting my new business that you've come to know me from through this show um, at that time. And I remember as soon as he was in the hospital for the first time, I'd had like this chunk of time scheduled to work on my new business and to talk to my new business coach. And I canceled the business planning session And said I would just get back to it when he got well. And at some point in time, the time started adding up. And we weren't clear how long it was going to be until he got well. And I needed to plan my life accordingly and go back to building my business. You're going to find your way of what you want to do in the meantime. But step one is recognizing and accepting that this is your current reality. Your current reality may change tomorrow and we will deal accordingly. But right now, this is what you've got. This is what's been handed to you. It's not fair. It sucks. It's scary to not have answers. You get to mourn that and you get to grieve it. And then given what's in front of you, given the challenges, given how your body reacts, all of those truths that are completely non-negotiable and unavoidable, how do you want your life to be? And how do you want to move through the world? Those questions don't change. It's the questions everybody's heard me say on the show, you know, ad nauseum. It doesn't change. And we don't just do it when it's timely. We don't just do it when we have a free 15 minutes. We do it no matter what's happening because this is our life. We get one of them. And sometimes it's going to get hard and it's going to get messy, but our direction doesn't shift or change or move or stop or pause when the bad things happen. We have to keep going. We just have to take in the bad things into account, pretending that they're not there, minimizing them. I agree with you. Being a false cheerleader is a waste of time, but given what you've got in front of you, how do you want your time? How do you want this one life to be right now? You get to decide that for yourself. That's how you get out of the party. You accept that this is happening. You cry it out. You recognize that even though you're scared to death of doing that, it doesn't mean you'll cry forever. You can absolutely find your way with this and decide what happens next. I'm really glad you reached out. I I didn't solve this in a podcast episode, just yet another one where like the whole podcast shtick sets me up to fail a little bit. But I do have your back if you want to work with me one-on-one. If you um, want some help and company and companionship, and some guidance and somebody with some life experience as well as the professional experience to know what you need to do next... I'd love to help you out with this and I'd love to sort of be a witness for you and help you and guide you and coach you to the next steps and help you find your way as you manage all of the confusing pieces. So um, if that's something that's of interest to you, reach out to me, find me over at Heather at allcom The same invitation is really open to anybody listening to the show. If you want to work with me privately, if you want my two cents on your situation in a more private way, you absolutely can book me for a one and done session. Just reach out to me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. And I'll also include a link um, in the show notes for how to just. Uh, um schedule yourself for a quick introductory call as well. If you'd like to do that and you're interested in working with me, you can find me that way too. I I really am so sorry that this is happening. I'm sorry that this is the chapter in your story right now, but yes, you can disinvite yourself from that pity party and you can determine what happens next for yourself. Thanks for including me. I certainly hope it helps and I hope you find your way towards peace soon. Thank you for today and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.